What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big Bike BMX. My name is Isaac. I'm here with Cody from USA BMX. Cody, you are the the director of track operations. What what is your exact? Tell me more about like yeah. what you do there. Yeah. So, well, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I do a ton of different things, but at the core of it is our, our track operations of of the 300 tracks that people visit around the country, and you know, ultimately those are the tracks we're sanctioning and and everyone is racing at. So. That's like the the high level view of the operation, and then internally, um, obviously, that's managed through everyone has membership services. So you know, there, there's yeah. a department for that, and then we have a division of freestyle that uh, operationally I oversee that, and and ultimately we've got a track in Tulsa too called the Hardesty National BMX Stadium. There's there's some oversight there, and anything really, if you're on the bike, it it yeah. pulls back to the operations, and that's. Kind of where Bro. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have uh, you know a dozen or so people underneath doing doing the heavy <laughs> lifting and the day to day working with the track operators. And it, if yeah. it wasn't for those folks, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I'd have time to do this podcast. So luckily, that's amazing. You have the coolest job in the world. You're lucky I didn't know this existed when I was 14. Talking to my <laughs> like eighth grade, you know, counselor, like, yeah, what do you want to do? I want to work for BMX. Period. <laughs> and yeah, stop. Yeah. That's rad, dude. Okay, uh, so. The thing that I really wanted to have you on, I'm going to have a couple questions about BMX, but the main focus that I think most of my my friends here that are listening and joining in, uh, I recently saw, so a couple of my friends have been following along. I quit my gym, bought a USA BMX membership for me and my daughter. And so what we do is we just use Tuesday nights at Chandler BMX out here in Arizona as our like daddy-daughter night to go and ride the track for two hours. I have no intentions on professionally racing amateur racing, uh, competitively trying to beat my friends on a track. That's not me at my age at 50. Uh, what is me at, at 50 is having fun on my bike with my kids. And so uh, I could go to the gym and leave my kids at home, or I can quit the gym and take my kids to the, the BMX track, and we can all get out and have some fun. So that's what I'm doing. I saw that you are starting, you're kind of testing, just doing like a like learning into it, a dirt jump mountain bike series this summer uh and our our my my listeners are basically like that's us we're big bike folks we have dirt jumpers and we have a couple of people have some pretty built up mountain bikes and so you're setting up a series where you can come and race your dirt jumper at usa bmx tracks is that right yeah, absolutely. So it was, um, and you're you're a good example of it, right? It's a culmination of of track operators and riders saying, "Hey, you know, we come out, we practice, we we ride our mountain bikes, you know, geared mountain bikes, dirt jumpers, all all of that genre." And for many years, they've obviously always been able to buy membership and race and practice. And if you wanted to race, it was the cruiser class, 24 inch wheels and over, right? We didn't have another class. And, and it sat that way for 40 years. Um, There was some variations where the sanction itself, like spun into mountain biking, but at a different level, we've never just activated at the BMX track and, and more so we see those opportunities happen. You hear track operators in some way struggling and frustrated that you know they don't have a better place for these guys to ride and they ride cruiser class but they get discouraged by the maybe expert level cruiser riders and and there's just dads trying to trying to go around the track on their mountain bike so that's us yeah yeah Yeah, so so we kind of um came to fruition more so so through thought and we, we got a good chance to pilot things um and so we're it it's more 
it's not going to go away. We, we've got the classes and it's there, but we figured we'll pilot program like this little summer series, more so for the fun side of let's just rank everyone for a few months through the summer. That's when people are most active with it and kind of see yeah. where it goes. And, and this may integrate much further in the future. Yeah, I, I can tell you uh, what it looks like for me, just as an outsider looking in, when I start to look at like my local track and I start to talk, I look at my track and that's where I'm spending like my weekends. I will usually go on a big ride out. And then on, on Friday nights, I tend to go to the Chandler and watch the races. Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights are like the beginners and practice nights. So that's when I'm out there. What I've noticed with, with my friends here are a lot of them are building up 26 inch bikes and they're like, hey, I just built up a track bike. And they'll post a picture of them at a local park pump track or something like that. So I see a lot of my friends building up bikes to go and play at the track. And, you know, for us that just want to roll around and have fun. And basically, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I got to think like Sheep Hills. Sheep Hills was like a very known place that you could go. It's a dirt lot with jumps and you would end up seeing great BMX racers out there just jumping. Uh, and so what I'm seeing is like our our generation, the 80s kids. That some of them are coming back to race. I have plenty of friends that are racing. They're eight, like I've got a buddy that races like his eighty-eight Hutch, twenty uh, inch bike out on the track every Friday. Um, Donald, you're a rock star, but he he does it, man. He's got his old OG uh, Hutch. He's out there racing against people with carbon fiber frames, living his dream. It is amazing to watch watch him race, and he still wins. This is great. Uh, but I'm seeing a lot of of older '80s kids come back. Um, and discover USA BMX and discover like a home there. Even if you're not like, you know, when I was a kid, I was focused on, man, I'm going to race. I'm going to, I'm going to race this, this one. And then I'm going to have, I'm going to beg my dad if I get good grades to drive me to Reno so I can race there and then race over here and race there. As an adult, man, it's, it's more for me. Like I'm counting, I don't count trophies. I count great memories with my friends and my family. Are you seeing more of that, more and more of that at USA BMX? And, and are you supportive of that? What do you think of like the 80s guys coming back in and just finding like a home in BMX that necessarily may not be a competitive racing home? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely seeing um, we, we've got a split genre of people, right? And, and that's the whole goal of the BMX track is it, it can be a high performance place where you might meet an Olympian one night riding with you. But ultimately, it's families going there, they're barbecuing, they're hanging out on a Friday night, they're riding the track, they may be practicing, they're probably racing, but you got all levels of it. And I think when people go to the BMX track, the environment that our tracks offer, it certainly doesn't put any kind of pressure that you have to go race or you have to race two classes or three classes. You know, it's an open place to come ride your bike. You have a membership, um, the the tracks itself are, are very inviting um they're much more forgiving i think than the than the 80s uh almost <laughs> ex extremist you know, yeah. <laughs> so some of the some of the jumps it was like, we're putting a sand pit in here we're putting a big you know and now we're, yeah now we're like a little bit more focused on the youth activity of it you'll hear a lot of our staff reference organized youth activity you know, that's more what we are doing in communities. Like, sure, we're providing yeah. an alternative sport. Uh, you know, it, it's not a mainstream sport. I hate calling it a niche, um, but our market sometimes is in that genre of, you know, it's something different. It, it's definitely sure. unique. 
Um, it's not a stick and ball sport, but as people and families come do it, they realize, man, this is really a home for me. Like this is, yeah. this is family here and it doesn't take long to become part of the BMX family at your local track. Very easy. Very, very. In fact, you guys, the way I did, I, I started hanging out, uh, Rachel, who's, who she's one of the folks that runs our local Chandler BMX track. Rachel every week would be like, are you racing? You know? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I'll break, I'll shatter. You know, like I fall now, I don't bounce, I shatter. And she's like, yeah, you know, just come out, have fun. So shout out to Rachel. And then the other part of that too, is just like, I was, I was talking about this. Like I over, gosh, what was it? Two weeks ago, uh, it's spring break here in Arizona. My kids are off, off of uh, school and Chandler BMX had like a camp, like a BMX camp every day for spring break. You could go and hang out at the track and they were doing like, like burlap sack races, crafts and BMX. And I was like, dude, if I had this when I was a kid, oh my, God, I would have, I would have died. I just, that's heavenly, you know what I mean? And the fact, seeing it as an adult and seeing where the sport has come and seeing like the track, because I grew up in Stockton, California. We had Stockton Fairgrounds BMX, which is legendary. Yeah. But they definitely yeah. didn't have, they definitely didn't have like a, a, you know, come and hang out on spring break at the BMX track, and you know, we'll supervise your kids, and you'll go race all day and come home just tuckered. Like that was not the experience I had at 12. And I love that I'm seeing that now from local track, like here in Arizona, I see it all over the place. And and one thing that, that's really kind of got me excited was just the, the exercise, like the exercise versus the racing. Um, I, I want to encourage people to do that. What do folks need to know about joining USA BMX? Like you can join online, you can join at your local track. Uh, what kind of gear do you have to have? Like, I'm, and I'm, this may sound like a rudimentary question to you, but like when I was a kid, it would show up, put on a, you had like a big sparkly motorcycle helmet is pretty much, you had to have a motorcycle helmet, uh, and some elbow pads and knee pads. And that was it. No pegs and you could ride. Um, what kind of gear do I have to have for safety gear to, to join up and be able to go and just ride the track? Yeah, it's pretty simple and, and it's always been that way, right? There's a there's a low barrier to entry. If you've got a working bicycle that is going to go straight and doesn't have parts falling off of it and you've got uh, pants and a long sleeve shirt and an open face helmet. And uh, we, we do prefer full face helmets these days. I mean, the equipment's changed so much, speed's higher on bicycles, but ultimately, you know, if you've got a helmet, um, open face is fine. Um and as far as long sleeves, sure, like we we accept um, elbow and knee shin guards um, in place of. So you, you got a lot of riders that that come out with the longer um, moto type type leather shorts, and um, they got the knee shin combos. Um, yep. Then and you see a lot of that, right? And and yeah. um, I think as we launch this mountain bike series, you'll see a lot of that equipment change because that's what mountain bikers are kind of used to riding with. And, and that's right. totally fine at the BMX track. Um, clip pedals, there, there's some restrictions for 12 and under um, that they're not going to have clip pedals over that. It's your choice. And we see yeah. a lot of the older riders still steer away from them. They never knew what they were and they come back into the sport and still don't want to put them on and other people <laughs> other people know hey there's a little bit of performance there they've been maybe been riding road bikes or something else along the way and they're comfortable with right. them, so they use them yeah. but definitely not required you can still just have flat pedals and as long as your bike rolls straight you're able to go on the track perfect yeah y'all when, when we say flat pedals uh we're literally just talking about a regular flat pedal like you've always had since 1980 something that is a flat pedal if you go to walmart and buy a, buy a pedal that is a flat pedal 
clip pedals are the ones with the shoes you clip them in what the advantage is is you're pushing you know all the you know how to pedal a bike press press the clip you can pull up on one and press on the other the amount of, of force you can generate is incredible so that's what we're talking about but you show up with your bike Y'all yeah, yeah. Plat- platform pedal. We, uh, we re- we're BMXers, right? So we reference in flat pedals, but really they're platform pedals. If you platform know, pedals, any, there you go. Any, any yeah. shop, you're you're at a shop. There might be some on the wall right behind you, but yeah, you I know, mean, there's some right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's the simplicity of our sport. Is as long as you've got a bike. I mean, everyone owns pants and long sleeve shirts and some type of helmet. You can come out. Gloves aren't mandatory either. They're they're a recommended yeah. item and. And quite honestly, after you're there for a little bit, they're easy to obtain. Um, yeah. and, and we got many families that start out that way. And you, and you don't look out of place when you come that way. Um, Not at all. You, there will be kids in, in decked out gear and, and factory riders and expert riders. But there's plenty of families that really start at that level and stay at that level for a while. We have our BMX Racing League, which ultimately like is an enrollment factor kind of below the novice level we we tend to kind of they're beginners like they've never some go into the beginner league and have never really ridden a bike and they don't even know how to ride a bike and by the end of league we've got them riding around the track and and it's amazing bicycle right and (laughs) that that's geared specifically to that type of people and there are tracks that are running BMX beginner leagues around the country too. So depending on where you are, it's best to just yeah. go, go to our site, usbmx.com. And you know, there's there's an easy way to get a membership right there. The button's literally at the top of the page. It says get a membership and it starts taking you through the process. And then you can go find a track as well. And you know, yep. find your local track. They all do different variations of things. Um Again, you just talked about a summer camp at one. There's there's or spring break. There's many tracks that'll do a summer camp. Um, and a lot of them have like a beginner day, an open house or something as an entry point too. if, if someone needs to go feel comfortable with what they're doing before they go sign up and one day trial, uh, trial, yep. those, those are always available. So if you've never been out to the track, you can certainly go out there, do a trial membership with the track. They'll let you on for the day. You can decide if it's, uh, something you want to come back and do again. Yep. All right. So head over to USA BMX. You can find your membership there. Uh, you can sign up there. You can find out the local track uh, that's closest to you that you can go and sign up and just see the lay of the land there. Uh, when Cody says it's a family event and it's a family atmosphere, I cannot stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. Uh, I expected when I showed up, my daughter has a 24-inch bike and she's yay tall. Um, it's her ride-out bike. And I expected them to be like, hey, you can't ride that here. Uh, it's quite the opposite. Uh, we get up on the on the starting gate. And there was probably at least four different people, dads, riders, um, trying to help my daughter understand how to balance on the gate. Uh, so everyone, it's like a, everyone is a coach. Everyone is trying to help you out. Everyone's trying to help you have fun. So you come back the next week. That's the way it felt to me. And it felt very genuine. So it was not like a, you know, it, it wherever you go, it's, it's a bunch of dads and moms and grandmas and uncles and brothers and sisters hanging out. You will have something to do. Uh, and even if your kids are too small to ride, um, I, they, they, they're playing Frisbee and football out in the parking lot in between races. So it is like a giant park. Describe too small because, you know, uh, (coughs) enrollment factor for us, we we see happen at two year old, uh, you know, a lot of two and three year olds, they're obviously on the balance bike. Some don't know how to pedal yet. We we are seeing more and more three year olds pedaling. Um, I have twin boys that are three years old. They, uh, they're going to, they're going to kill me. They just turned four. So now they're, they're four years old, but you know, they, they were riding their balance bikes at two and in a race at two. It's not 
very intimidating. I mean, and so if you're, if you're an avid mountain biker and, and you know, you're older and you've got young kids, bring them with you, bring them on a balance yeah. bike. They'll ride that while you're riding the track. It, it's very yeah. possible that you kind of find your free babysitter by, by doing that. Dude, it's, yeah. it's so much cheaper. Yeah. It's literally cheaper than anything that I mean, cause I was, I literally like did the math. I'm like, okay, if we go to a movie once a week, that's 40 bucks, 20 bucks a ticket plus going popcorn, all that stuff. And I'm like, Within four movies, I've already paid for my membership and everything I'm going to pay for for riding at the track, and it's longer. It, I, it's it's longer than a two hour movie. Yeah, every it's week. a so, good way to look at it. Yeah. It really is, dude. I look at like how much I'm spending on entertainment, and I literally look at this as like this is just another part of our our entertainment together. So it's it's so much. It's it's I was able to basically cut out my sport, like my gym and my entertainment budget into one thing, and save myself a lot of money and. I'm having way more fun. Yeah, I mean, we go to a movie, you talk about the movie, and then it's done. You don't talk during the movie. On when I'm out there racing, I keep hearing, "Dad, look, I'm standing up." Because we're learning, we're learning to stand riding up all the way around the track. Because she's, yeah. like I said, she doesn't love getting out. So for her, on a 24 inch bike, standing up is is a challenge. So she's eating up the challenge. She loves it. So I can't encourage you guys enough to get your kids out there. Just see if they like it. Um, Taryn to me is driving this, and she is asking me to go to the track. I am not the I'm quite the opposite uh, of a factory dad. I, I can't, if I'm on the track, I can watch her from the stands. I get too anxious and I'm like, man, just don't fall. But if I'm on the track with her, for some reason I can do it. So I'm like, it's just, it is so much fun. I haven't had more fun with my kids than I have since I joined up at USA BMX. You're going to get a magazine as well. And uh, for those of you that remember membership cards, you get a membership card, which is just cool. Uh, it's fun to have. Like, it's just one of those things. Like it's another part of that nostalgia. You have like a membership card to, a BMX thing that I can show Mike Miranda when I go to a track. And, yeah. and you know, one of the funny things you were talking about was like the, the, the track experience. And for me, it's, it's so like that because I was just recently out at black mountain winter nationals here in Phoenix. And I'm literally walking around. I, I stop, I have a conversation with, uh, you know, some of the vet pros at the Supercross booth. So that's current vet pros is like current BMX pros. They're the fast, crazy floating, doing the barely jumping and, just they're amazing to watch. Uh, and then I walk another 50 yards. I run into Mike Miranda, a uh, Hall of Famer that, that rode in the 80s. So here I am with the current generation goofing off with Mike Miranda. We go and eat corn dogs because it, it's like a fair. The food is amazing. So you see all these kids playing. You see the pros. You see Hall of Famers. Get out to the BMX track, you guys, and, and check out what they have to offer. You're doing it yourself a disservice uh, if you don't go investigate what USA BMX has to offer because you're only having about half as much fun on your bike if you're not riding during the week uh, or you're just riding around your neighborhood. That's great. I, I encourage it, but go check out the tracks. Um, the other thing I want to say is if you are a BMX dad and you want to go and experience this, it's one thing to watch your kids and coach your kids. And yes, you're part of that experience. But imagine being the coach that actually gets on the track with the big bike or a mountain bike or a dirt jumper and you're out there racing and your kids are now on the sideline racing and are on the sidelines cheering for you when you go around, whether you win, lose or whatever, they're seeing that you give them the opportunity to say, Hey, dad's doing what we're doing. Mom's doing what we're doing. Um, my brother's doing my older brother, my younger brother, my family members are doing what I'm doing. So make sure you, you look at that, explore it. I, I implore you to go and look and see what they have to offer because there's a lot of USA BMX for big BMX folks out there. So, Dude, thank you so much for your time. Uh, if, as far as the future of USA BMX and big bikes, do you see more of this? Like, because for me, like right now, 
I have to go, I have a big bike, right? I don't have a suspension fork. So I I couldn't necessarily participate in the dirt jump series. Are you, do you plan on having like a 26 and above series you would test? Like you're piloting uh, this. Have you ever thought of that? Yeah, we're we're starting in one place. And look, let's talk about the the series itself for a little bit. The mountain bike yeah. offerings. I mean, I think some people have seen the release. If not, you can go look for it on our news on our uh, news page of the website. But yeah. you know, ultimately, we we started with five classes. Four of them are are mountain bike suspension. You know, full suspension geared classes like your traditional mountain bike. We anticipate there might be some downhill bikes jump in there, but honestly, the downhill bike, you know doesn't adapt too well to BMX. It's so bouncy unless you're locking shocks out, but you can lock right. lock those things out and off you go on the BMX track too. So we intend that we'll see those as well in that class. But sure. you know, in the end, we, we, there we went, um, all the classes are genderless. Um, and we went because that's our novice range is also just so everyone's aware that the novice class is a genderless class. You know, it's an entry point, um, the, the skill levels are what they are. I think mountain bikers are going to come into this. They're still learning the BMX track. So, so we kind of went no skill level and no genders. We just focused on looking at age groups. Keep it simple. Right. Yeah. yeah and so we took, um, um, the 12, uh, 12 and under is one of our age groups. And then, and then ultimately like we went kind of your, your teenage years. So 13 to 17 is your next stage group, 18 to 35, um, and, and we call that kind of like the younger working man class, like everyone's yeah. just getting jobs and things. And then the 36 and over, um, and, and those could expand as this thing expands. Um, but that's, that's kind of our broad starting point for the summer series. And then the DJ class, um, it, it's a bit kind of restricted by the bike style and size and the genre of what that bike is. You're not going to see a lot of young kids on them. And most of the older dads at that point would, would like some suspension. So, you know, those hardtail, right. those hardtail dirt jumper bikes with the gears are, are ultimately kind of age restrictive as, as they are. So we didn't put an age on that class. We just, Hey, there's the, there's the DJ class and then there's the four mountain bike classes. And, and that's our starting point. Um, I think we'll get a, we, we pride ourselves on on getting the feedback from our 300 local track operators that you know get the look and feel of these events day by day and week by week and in this summer series we'll we'll drive that and and we'll get a lot of feedback and figure out what the next steps are for mountain bikers um, yeah but you specific to your question at, at this point the 26 inch bike kind of fits into the cruiser class still um but hey you never know where we go i mean as you right. see population out there and, and and most people get out there and they, they practice and they have fun on them but there are and that's where we have to rely on our track operators sometimes to tell us hey i have a lot of people on 26 inch bikes that are practicing only because they just don't want to race on the cruiser they want their own class and you know that's kind of how classes get developed over time is is our own track operators that are on the ground out there like running events giving us right. feedback and and mountain bikers are similar like we we knew there were memberships for mountain bikers. You can't specifically know what a membership was purchased for, but through our track operators, they can tell us, hey, we, we have mountain bikers show up, but they don't want right. to practice. They just enjoy riding the track. And you know, right. the, the point is like, okay, why don't they? And it's like, well, they don't they don't have a class that fits them. And and that's kind of the culmination of this series and, and the start of these five classes that we're adding. So hopefully yeah. um this will build upon itself over the summer. 
the summer series itself is um, everyone, if you're not familiar with BMX, we have the entire country broken up into districts. So every state has uh, some states only have one or two districts. And in Arizona, you, you get three or four or five and California has got a couple dozen districts. Right. They just it's gridded out and it's more by your, your zip code. And, and where you live, not where you race. And ultimately, no matter what race you race in anywhere in the country, from a national event to a Gold Cup event, state event, local events, double point events, anything you race, the points stay in your name and go back to you in your district points and ranking. And that's the foundation of what the mountain bike summer series will be on as well. You can go race your mountain bike wherever you wish at any of the tracks and the points will go back to you from May 1st to August 31st. Any racing you do will be under your name in that mountain bike class and we'll point and rank everyone and, and give away number one awards in, in all of the districts across the country. So that's, that's amazing. That's in summary <laughs> and really fast, like what the, what the series itself is, is doing at the yeah. moment. And we encourage everyone to get out there and give it a try. I do. I am so excited for what y'all are doing. Like the programming that I've seen just in, you know, my local track is amazing and seeing like what you're impacting and influencing from the, from a, from, you know, home office saying like, Hey, let's, let's try this, you know, in your local areas uh, with like the mountain biking and dirt jumping. Thanks for looking at big bikes and just looking at BMX and looking at how you can continue to grow and, and include more people and make it inclusive for, those of us that love BMX growing up and our bodies just don't fit the smaller bikes anymore. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, my brain tells me I can do it. And that's the problem. Like my knees and my back are like, yeah, Hey bro, let's not. That's uh, life, my, right? <laughs> my, my brain, yeah. My brain just tells me send it, you know? So that's, that's where I run into, uh, you know, all my fun is, is just out there. Like, you know, I could do it. There's a lot of ways I could spend money and spend my time, but you know, at the end of the day, BMX brought me so much joy as a kid. Uh, I, I'm just having a blast reliving that and doing it on my own terms in my fifties with my kids, you know, it's, it's just an amazing thing. So thank you. Thank Gork. Thank everybody that's running that stuff, uh, that, that participates in, in USA BMX and, and just continues to make this a, a, a continuous sport that I can, even I can, you know, at 50, I can walk onto a track and it is still familiar. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot has changed since I was 10 from that track, you know, and when you look at the tracks you have now, it's like, I would never have imagined we would have like a built starting gate. You know what I mean? Like a, a, when you, when you walk down, when you, when you, you guys go look at some of these, go look at like old Smar, old Smar and, and, uh, what was the, there was another race that just happened well, Vegas. Our, our, yeah. And our, our facility in Tulsa is a great example of that. Tulsa right? is huge. Yeah. Like, um, it, it's where our headquarters is. Um, and, you know, downstairs from our office, we have a Hall of Fame museum, and and you're literally looking at some of the bikes you're talking about, some of the ones that we right. what we were doing on those bikes in the '80s, right? And right. Uh, you know, you're looking at those bikes, and you're looking at the history, and then you can walk around the corner, and there's a you know state of the art sign up building that you know is is attached to this building and has four registration windows and just amazing equipment inside you go back to the days where i remember my mom doing registration at my local track like yeah. writing writing names on index cards to build motos right and and now we've yep. got software that supports the track operators and quite honestly if we were still on index cards i don't know if we'd have any track operators right so we have to continue right. to innovate as things go and then you know you go around the corner from the registration building and you're looking at an olympic style track with an eight meter starting hill and a five meter starting hill and just 
super groomed is is the best example to it. I mean, there's not a, a speck of dirt anywhere um, other than on the track, right? You've got right. concrete everywhere. You got grass. The track itself has all the right um, you know consistencies of dirt right. and and prep to it and it's packed well and asphalt turns and you know concrete runouts and it, it's just an amazing super facility and, and Jacob <laughs> our track operator there you know he he gets the pleasure of, of well he gets two pleasures right one he's there like 90 hours a week working BMX and you think that's <laughs> great until you realize it's 90 hours but you right. know so hats off to Jacob and, and running that facility but you know in the end he also has one of the best jobs ever right he's standing there over a facility and gets to do the things he gets to do and and you know for for good or bad one of the things he gets to do now is is pilot and test things for us. And, and if you look back through what the Hardesty National BMX Stadium did over the last few months, they ran a mountain bike open house late last year. And it had 70 riders that were mountain bike specific show up and ride, right? And and he kind of cultivated and catered that. And they had 50 come back, almost 50 come back for their open house for their kind of beginner mountain bike series. And that series was built on the same foundation that we're actually launching the national series on. So um, nice. that, that's really like our litmus test at, at core level, right? He he went there, he ran it and he did it. But yeah, in the end, every track's a little different, but they're all just so beautiful compared to, you know, not that the 80s and 90s tracks weren't fun and, and the dirt, but you just look at the progression of the sport, the progression of the equipment and, you know, the, the landscape of a BMX track is just ultimately changed and it's changed for the better. I mean, it, it's really forgiving and fun to go out there and pedal and ride. A thousand percent. You guys, I, I can tell you, I've been going out for probably the last two months since, well, yeah, probably Christmas is, is right around Christmas time is right when I started. And I can tell you guys, I haven't got hit by a single tumbleweed out at a track. Uh, I haven't had any uh, thorns uh, in my socks or anything like that. So BMX tracks are highly different than what you remember, uh, the homemade stuff that we used to ride when we were kids. Um, so yeah, dude, make sure you go out, check out USA BMX, sign up. If you are, if you're in Arizona, you're thinking about coming out like by Chandler, send me a message, look for me out there. I will ride around with you. I will, I will walk you over the gate. I'll introduce you to Rachel. And I promise there's a thousand of me's at every single track that you show up to of dudes that want to help you get signed up. So they have somebody to ride with. You guys, at the end of the day, what I've discovered after coming back to BMX is, is we're all looking for that moment of like hanging out when we were 13 in front of the gas and sip, uh, when you just went down and you grabbed a soda and you filled every single one of them up. And then you went outside and you looked at the magazine and you watched Stu jumping over a Porsche and you hang out sitting on the curb in front of the liquor store drinking sodas with your friends. This is happening now, only we're all meeting at the BMX track. And we're riding around a little bit more responsibly and uh, you don't have to be home when the lights come on. So you go, go check out USA BMX and go ride your bikes out there. Have some fun. It's available. It is so much different than you remember. And it is so much fun. Have a good time on your bikes. Sign up for USA BMX. Check out the Dirt Jump series. Cody, thank you so much for jumping on with us real quick uh, on a Friday afternoon when you know, you're already working 90 hours a week. I appreciate it. Yeah. Please tell Jake thank you for uh, all all his hard work to get the Dirt Jump mountain bike series. And just everybody that is involved in thinking about BMX and the future of BMX and ways that you can add more bikes, more styles, more people, more ways that we can have fun on bikes in an organized fashion safely at a USA BMX track. Brother, I will bend over backwards to, to help enable and support what y'all are doing with that. 
thank you for all all that you do and and your commitment that you've had your entire life for BMX. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, and and it's fun to come on and and speak, and hopefully everyone sees us at a BMX track, a national event, or somewhere soon. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, you guys look up USA BMX, find your local track, go out and talk to your local track offer operator. After you thank them for committing their life to BMX, sign up and then go find out what they have for you. Also, have fun. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll see you back here on Big Bike BMX. Thanks, Cody. Thanks.